Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including a BoJack Horseman, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. April Collins. Hi there. And Andy Potter. Hello. It is our last BoJack Horseman Season 5 podcast. We are getting into the final two episodes of the season today, The Showstopper and The Stopped Show. Um, we've wow. been covering all of BoJack Horseman Season 5. We initially did a season-long recap podcast right the weekend it came out, and so we've been going slowly through the rest of the episodes now. And we have reached the end here. We're going to get into the big last two episodes. Um, we'll start off, uh, uh, no, no point, no point of a non-spoiler section since it's the end of the season. So I'm just going to say, yeah, unilateral, make sure you've seen all of season five of Bojack Horseman here. Spoilers for the entire season right away. Um, yeah, find, uh, the rest of our podcast, subscribe to our Bojack feed, um, at, uh, overlyanimated.com slash iTunes, search for Bojack Overlyanimated or on YouTube, youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Um, we've already talked about these episodes a little bit in the, uh, recap season long podcast, but we've gotten some more time to sit on the season here. Uh, Sam, what do you think of these two episodes? Uh, probably at least two of my favorite episodes of the season. I've really enjoyed the show stopper as I have many episode 11s throughout the entire run of the show. I think it's not as strong as Time's Arrow, obviously, or That's Too Much Man. But, you know, it's good. I was really feeling it within my heart of hearts. Super into it. Super into the musical sequence. Mm. Super into the drama. The paranoia. Very hashtag relatable. Mm. Uh, The Sop Show, on the other hand, it kind of falls in line with mm -hmm, all the other... Uh, last episodes of all the different seasons where we're kind of trying to tie up everybody's loose ends. You know, Princess Carolyn gets her porcupine baby and, you know, that's a thing. And uh, Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane and Pickles and who gives a fuck about that? Um, <laughs> most importantly, I was really uh, happy with the end. I was happy with Bojack going to rehab and sort of Owning up to his shittiness in a way that wasn't, like, a public takedown or something that, like, would have caused even more attention to himself. So, yeah, I I enjoyed both episodes very much. Nice. Okay. Uh, April, what do you think of these two episodes? I also enjoyed these two episodes a whole whole lot. It's, um sort of interesting take at mental like health and everything like that um and they kind of like coincide very nicely um especially with uh showstopper and how like his paranoia and everything is just sort of like intermixing and it's a i like that he has like the flashes of reality but then it's like intermixed with his character Filbert. So it's just really like I really enjoyed that sort of intertwining of the two. Um, and then like, it's one of my favorite quotes of the show. Um, but it comes from Diane, which everyone knows is like one of my least favorite characters, but I don't even care. And it's where she's talking about dumpster fires. So because <laughs> I was like, wow, I relate to this so much. Um, and that's exactly like that sums up my feelings of the world. Uh, so but I really I did. I really enjoyed them. I think they were my two favorite episodes of the whole season, if I'm honest. So oh, two favorite of the whole season. Nice. Mm hmm. Okay, good stuff. We'll get into uh, some of the some of why later. Uh, Andy, what do you think of the last two episodes here? I really liked them. I really thought they were. I, I really liked how solid they were. I think that sometimes um, Bojack has an issue where the last two episodes, like the second to last episode, is really solid, and the last one kind of just 
is just we don't really, we're not really sure where Bojack will go, and this one does the same thing. We're not really sure Bojack will go, but they're kind of separated. Like an event happens in the last second to last episode, and it's the fallout in this in the last episode. And this seems like to me the best example of them flowing together in a way that's cohesive. It feels like it, they feel more connected than they usually do. Is what I'm trying to say, and I like that. I do think. The um, I, I'm bad with the names of the episode, but the second last episode is much better than than um than the stop show, and um, because because I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in other other episodes of the podcast where they they were going away from the B plot structure that they were doing, and I really like that in this drug episode here, and it's 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 just so good. I really love this framing device where we're going back and forth of whether um like whether we're in the show or not, and I really like that a lot. But then in this um in the final episode we get kind of a the normal structure we have it's a little more focused on bojack which is not unusual but it, it's still jumping around to other people's plots at the same time there are some really good lines in both these up ep- in this episode still though um and it's just it's just there's some really funny stuff here i really love the sex robot stuff at the end i really like the um the commentary from gina in the interview about um wanting to um uh not wanting bojack to tell the truth i thought that was very on the nose but still really really heavy and uh, I'm definitely interested where they're going to go. I'm, I'm kind of on, on a cliff here with BoJack where we can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. But I'm interested to see where we're going to go next season. Nice. OK. Um, uh, yeah. So I've had I've had an interesting experience rewatching this season for the, the podcast here because we, we did the uh, immediate reactions with um, our, our first podcast. And that was a different format we've done before. With Bojack and with most other Netflix shows, where we gave, we all just binged it right away. We gave our immediate thoughts, and I, I think looking back, we miss some. Like I, I think that like misses out on on some things. So I'm wondering, like, is Bojack even a good binge show? Like I've had a much better experience with the season, um, just watching it like uh, slowly over time and rewatching episodes, kind of the way we did uh, handled last season's coverage. But anyway, all that's to say, I think the season is really great, and I'm much higher on it uh, rewatching it this time, and that includes these two episodes. Um, I appreciated the showstopper. A a lot more on second rewatch. I still think it's like the weakest of the eleven episode 11s, uh, the, the, uh, the five episode 11s, but I think it's like the third best episode of the season. I think it's really good. And I've always been a big fan of the stop show, but um, I think less what stood out to me this time uh, was less the uh, overtly comedic moments, although those are still great, but a lot of the culmination of the season long arcs, which really work for me uh, this time. I think like originally I thought, uh, okay, Bojack, what's, uh, I said like, what's, uh, it doesn't seem consequential, um, him not even remembering the strangling, but I think like if you piece it together with some of the big speeches from the season, then there's some obvious and, uh, pretty meaningful themes there, uh, that I want to get into here. So I think it, it all comes together really well. Um, I think it's like the most consistent season of the show. I think it's, uh, it's the, uh, the highest average episode quality. It's still missing like those, uh, huge, uh, other than Free Chero, it's missing like those huge uh, top tier episodes. But like uh, it's 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 this season's just really phenomenal, and I'm very high on it. These two episodes, and uh, I want to get into a lot of stuff from Showstopper here because I've 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 tried to figure out what this balloon means. I've, I've this has been my <laughs> thing all season. <laughs> And I think, uh, I think I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think I have the answer here and I feel it's a little bit more obvious. So I don't know. I'm, maybe I messed up not getting it the first time, but also like that's what happens when you watch every episode in a day. Um, okay. So the balloon is Bojack's, um, the thing, the shitty things Bojack has done in the past and his past, uh, horrible uh, actions. Um, in, in the episode, 
uh, it says that uh, the the, the, the he, it's like sneaking up uh, it's like sneaking up on him or something. We like literally specifically say that and then cut to the balloon. And um, I think that this season is Bojack trying to be a better person. Um, that stood out to me a lot more this season. People tell Bojack to try to be a better person. In episode one, Princess Carolyn tells Bojack this time, um, be the guy on set that everybody likes, uh, pretend to be the shitty guy in the show, but then actually be, uh, a really, a, a good person. And, uh, in episode 10, then in this climactic scene with Diane, um, Bojack talks about how he hasn't remembered every single shitty thing he's done while high or drunk. And he thinks he's the victim and the girls wouldn't even remember. And that stood out a lot more having seen, uh, obviously, these last two episodes. So I, th- I think the big theme with Bojack this season is this is the season where Bojack's trying to be better. And the balloon represents uh, the fact that he can't do it, uh, that uh, he's he's being uh, sh- his, his shitty things coming up. And in the end of the musical number, it smacks him, hits the screen. And it's like, OK, it's here. Bojack being a terrible person again, and then cut to the sequence of him strangling Gina. So, uh, I, th- I think like this, this, this has been a season of Bojack spiraling down after trying to be good. Um, him giving, like, he starts the season with these, uh, lines on his, uh, bottle of alcohol and him only giving a little portion every day. Later, we hear him say that it's one bottle a day. You know, it's consequently getting worse and worse in terms of drinking. And we obviously see his pill problem come to the forefront in episode nine as well. So he's getting worse with, um, not being with, uh, like being under the influence and also just, uh, and how that relates to just him like uh, affecting other people in terrible ways that he doesn't even realize. Um, so all of that really, that's kind of my thesis for the season. Um, I think all of that really came together a lot better on, on rewatch here. Um, Sam, what do you, what do you think of my, my take here on that? Um, I mean, it's a good take admittedly. Dylan was warning us that he had a lot of takes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think podcast. these, these aren't the hot takes. I have some hot takes. These aren't later, the hot takes. This, I agree with is, that take. Wow. Yeah. I think, you know, it, it is all about Bojack being a better person. And I think you can tell, especially with the showstopper, because there are moments when he stops himself and says, oh, yeah, like, you need to be better for Gina, blah, 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 blah. And you know, I feel that. I understand. It's a thing, TM. Yeah. Yeah. April, what do you think about any of this? Uh, yeah, it's definitely not a hot take. Sorry, Dylan. Because I like I definitely agree like it's 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 a something that we've sort of seen throughout the entire like season is him just trying to be like this better person like we even start off the season with him like agreeing to do the show like Princess Carolyn's show because he's like he's like hey like you know like even though I didn't say I would do it like I'll do it for you because like I know that would help you out kind of thing but again like as the season sort of continued on we just see him just like progressively get worse and worse and worse and I I think that it's like it takes a lot of like being self-aware of him like recognizing like you know especially as we go into the stopped show where he he's just like I don't even remember any of these things so like how like like I'm just as much of a victim and it's like wow no you are not <laughs> so but then he has to sort of come like face to face because he's never really had a consequence of his like mm-hmm. terrible actions before and you kind of get that with him and um 
Oh, I can't think of what's her name. And Gina in the, in the, in the, right? In the well, interview. Well, no, you like you, you get it with Gina for sure, but like you kind of like feel it's it previously with um his friend because he, he even like circles back around to that because he realizes like what he had done was like a terrible thing, but it's only up until this point with like uh Diane like sort of th- almost like throwing it in his face and like making him accountable for his actions and then with Gina like he gets the full like like you're responsible for this and now like you're dealing with that kind of situation so because everything else up until that like he never had to deal with it like no one was there saying like hey you're the reason for this until like Diane and Gina came along um in this season and they you know diane constantly pressing him like what happened with you know penny what happened in new mexico like why have we never talked about this and then of course him you know strangling gina on set so i i don't think your take is all that hot so that and i think what does that, that even mean i don't think it's all that hot you're saying you agree not, you're saying no, you agree. I that's all you're saying you, but it's not a hot take so yeah no it's, it's a it's a straight reading of the themes of the season yeah um no, it's very straight <laughs> andy uh what, what are your thoughts on the balloon metaphor where are you with that I, I, i'm i'm i agree with most of what you said dylan but i think there's also a fact a part of the balloon that um we're missing here in that it it's um a big part of this balloon is that other people can see it besides bojack other people can see his faults and that's kind of where we end the season we the whole world sees that bojack strangled someone it's not i mean he they lie that he didn't do it on purpose. But I think a lot of people in their heart of hearts know that he choked her, know that he choked his co co um, co-star on the show. Mm. And that's a big part of the season. I mean, the, was it the second to last or the last episode? It started with Margot Martindale seeing the balloon. I <laughs> that forget was, what, uh, the third to last episode. Sorry, for some third reason. to last yeah. for some reason, for some reason. But, uh, but I think that's a big part of it because it's everyone seeing that Bojack's not good because even though we see how bad he is, the general populace doesn't really see that that much. They got the book from Diane at the end of season one, but that just made him seem more sympathetic to them. It didn't actually make him seem worse in the public eye. But this event, this time, Bojack now is the bad guy, at least to a lot of people when they see this video. And that's kind of different than what we've seen so far. And I think that's the point of the balloon, that his bad thing is come crushing down on him, but now that balloon's set free into the whole world too for the, everyone else to see. Mm, yeah, maybe maybe that explains why character actress Margot Martindale could see it in that uh, scene. I really still have no idea what, what it was no, going no, to be. No, no, no. <laughs> Very weird. Um, I've, 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 I figured out a lot more of the season. I still don't really get that. But uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I think a big theme of this last episode is accountability. And uh, that's part of his discussion with Diane. And Diane tells him, um, no one really is going to hold you accountable for this. Um, you have to hold yourself accountable. Um, so I think maybe even though everyone can now see uh, the balloon, if if that's a thing, um, you know, I still think it's still most important that that he can see it and he recognize it and he holds himself accountable about which he does by going to rehab at the end of the season. Oh, definitely. dude, why does the big metaphor have to be a big, ugly balloon? Mm, <laughs> because nice. it because it's no think about it. It's like the ugly version of himself mm, that he has like to come that. face to face with. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, the the no one like looks a, good in balloon form. Yeah, could have been like a cardboard cutout or some other promotional <laughs> material. 
No, like the, the, the moment when that really just came together for me was when it smacks into the screen at the end of the musical number and like breaks the glass. Um, and that's, uh, that's like, okay. And now we're getting, and then we get into the, yeah. the strangle stuff. Like, okay. Yeah. This, this is, this is how it all came together like that. Um, let's, let's get into episode 11 here. Uh, because, uh, you know, this, I think this is one of the most talked about episodes of the season. Uh, high, ex- high, high regard in this placement. And, uh, I think there's a lot of incredible stuff at the end of the episode. I would kind of, I would kind of say like the first half of the episode is a little bit pedestrian. Um, and then the second half is really good. Um, it you know, like picks up as it goes along. Yeah, for sure. I think there's I think there's parts of like he calls uh, he talks to Kyle, Charlotte's husband, which I don't I don't I didn't really get much out of that scene. Um, Kyle, I love him. It was him. so awkward. Yeah, but like I don't know what that's doing in this episode. But uh, yeah, I, in general, so I think that's him like circling back around to yeah, like yeah, yeah. him being shitty in the past. So yeah, yeah he's like exploring it, it, things awkward, he's done. Yeah, as awkward and as like like cringe worthy as that whole conversation is, like that's what I got out of it was the fact that like he's still like he's still I guess he, you know like am I actually a shit like a terrible person like did I actually ruin this person's life like I need to know so I can make myself feel better but that's not. It's not why you should do things, yeah. Bojack. <laughs> I, I get that concept. We also mentioned Netflix at the end of that scene. Okay, now we don't need to talk about it anymore. Uh, that, he that, has that a Scottish accent, though. Yeah, it was bad. Okay. Yeah, the the, the framing device of the scene is we intersperse between a, uh, a Filbert and uh, and Bojack's life. Um, very uh, much a culmination of this theme that we've been getting at this this whole season, where Filbert is is like a representation of Bojack in a lot of ways, in a meta way, in terms of like commenting on how people view Bojack and other characters of that ilk um, and, and what we got into in episode 10 with Diane of like people shouldn't uh, shouldn't sympathize with with this terrible character and then also just it paralleling Bojack's life as we got into a lot in episode one. Um, by the way, looking looking back on episode one, I think it's like really, really strong as a premiere of the season. It kicks off like uh, all these themes and it ties in incredibly well to these last few episodes. I, rec- I recommend rewatching that episode. It played a lot better for me. Um, and uh, we, we cut we cut between this. We start off the episode uh, in full Filbert mode. We see uh, the what time is it right now? Original series logo. Um, mm. We get we get the previously on the entire opening, the opening <laughs> credits. And then we get the first scene, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andy, would you watch Filbert as a show? I no, no. April, I hate, I hate these types I, of shows. I'd probably watch like the first two episodes. <laughs> and if it popped up if, on Netflix, yeah, you'd watch like you'd, you'd try it, right? <laughs> I'd try it. Like I like uh, like some shows. I'll give it depending on like the length of the season de- determines how many episodes I'd give it. So if it's like a like a 10 episode season, I'd probably watch like the first two and be like, okay, like what's going on with okay, this? Okay. And then I'd make a, a judgment call from there. Okay. That's a, that's a good philosophy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, we spent a lot of time in Filbert with this, uh, with this it episode. Looks terrible. Yeah. Sam, what do you think of the, uh, the dialogue on the show? Very, very on the oh nose, bad. <laughs> Best no. dialogue. I hate these kinds of shows where it's like, oh, it's so gritty and uh, fucking police procedurals. Like, who gives a flying fuck about that kind of shit? (laughs) I'd probably stop watching when we get to the light bulb scene, honestly. I'd probably get there and be like, what is this show? It just be done. And the thought, yeah, the dialogue is super on the nose and the the flips use of literally where it doesn't even make sense. (laughs) That was great. My favorite line is where he says, or what is it? Gina's character says, 
I know how much you didn't want him to be dead. <laughs> yeah, to be murdered, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. I like the uh, this time it's personnel, and then we explain oh, that. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, I like the the landline, and then he like hits him with the the landline later. Um, <laughs> Sam, I actually think this is kind of a parody of Mister Robot. Uh, to a large extent, unfortunately. I mean, you have the Mr. Robot there already. Why wouldn't you make a parody of it if <laughs> yeah. you have the actor? Yeah, Mr. I know Robot created by Mr. Robot. And uh, yeah, just the whole thing with uh, Fritzen being a ghost and not existing is a twist we get into. Yeah, uh, all, all of that seems very Mr. Robot. Actually, I thought about it more. If all the commercials were Todd, I would watch this show. Okay, <laughs> watch it for That's for the commercials. So, does What's like Time Is It Right Now dot com have commercials in between? Like Netflix doesn't have commercials. So did that well, did that play in the middle of the episode? I guess. I'm thinking yeah. it might be like a cross between like YouTube and uh like Netflix. Yeah, like some streaming Hulu sites have like the... Maybe it's like Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's yeah. things like Hulu have stuff in there. Um, <gasps> that's even more hilarious if they're trying to make fun of Hulu, which is a no, competitor. They're making, of fun of, they're making fun of themselves, uh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or no, maybe they're making fun of Amazon because, you know, it's just a site that did something else, but yeah, now it does Yeah, a site that functions this. as something else, yeah. I agree. It could be, it could be that. Um, but yeah, just uh, this glimpse into Philbert I thought was very fun. And uh, yeah, we're seeing the uh, the first episode of season two, and uh, then we were we're in now we're like in the beginning of the episode, we're firmly um, can tell what's real life, what's Filbert. Um, we're we're two months after the premiere in real life, and uh, w- one device that carries over though between the two, which I love, is Filbert's monologuing. Um, Bojack does that, and then Bo- for, <laughs> Bojack does it. Yeah, Bojack does it for himself in in real life too, and it seems very seamless because he monologues on on the show. But um, yeah, that I think that's a great way to represent Bojack's like losing his grip on reality and what's the show and what's not. Um, I think that that works spectacularly. Um, yeah, oh yeah, here's the line: something lurking just beyond the horizon, and we cut to the balloon. That was the that was yeah. the most the show ever commented. Yeah, on yeah. Um, but I mean, that's not like overt in that it's his past self. You know, it's just a something something's lurking there. Um, and uh, uh, in real life, uh, Gina now is this big star um, after season one of Filbert has premiered, which I think is I thought that was great seeing all these moments with with Gina happy. And of course, it <laughs> all goes wrong very soon. But um, yeah, this Well, I uh, think it's very sweet because he even mentions he's like normally like he's like and he's like she's like really blown up and I'm not even bitter. I'm just happy for her. And I'm like, wow, look at you being a real human being like or a real or a normal person yeah, i don't yeah, know <laughs> yeah yeah this uh this bojack's losing his grip the uh he's he starts solving this uh this this mystery in the show of the murders and then he's trying to solve this mystery of the note in real life and that's when we really start splicing back and forth uh we talked about todd uh forgetting to buy ads as president of ad sales that he didn't it's know that was so in his incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I laughed so hard with that play I don't know. They did Todd so good this season. He was perfect. And are you a fan? Are you a fan of Oopsie Got a Poopsie? <laughs> yes. <it's incredible. laughs> I don't really understand. I don't know. It's, uh, but yeah, that's that, that was good. That that uh, uh, yeah, because we never. He's uh, we know, what, what is Todd even doing this whole season? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, the job. He's, he's president of ad sales. Yeah, he's sitting around in an office doing nothing. Yeah, it's I like guess. how he. It's like he went to a. It's like he's at school. He thought he was doing great. He gets to the final exam. He realizes, oh no, I learned nothing this whole year. What 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 made him realize he didn't he didn't uh, buy ads? Like what clued him into that? <laughs> Probably he watched the premiere and said, oh, there's supposed to be an ad here. Oh, that was me. 
<laughs> yeah, I want to well, more on that. Um, that the president ad sales. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Um, yeah. He's a so he's uh, solving these murders in the show versus the uh, a lot of a lot of like strangling puns, by the way, on Philbert in the yeah. episode. And uh, th- this this note um, and uh, the soul. Yeah, but he says the soul show is designed to reveal my secrets and destroy me. Um, the uh, we get the licensing stuff, and uh, then this all leads into uh, kind of the the meat of the episode with this uh, Gina Gina's musical number. Um, we're like in Todd's office at one point and like the walls drop. Um, and then we're kind of in this surreal sequence of, um, Gina tell, uh, Gina tells him, uh, you don't want that for everything to be fine. How dreadfully boring. Um, that's another, that's another big, uh, true. Cl- that's another big clue into this theme of this is all leading to Bojack spiraling, um, into hurting people again. You don't want, you don't want that for everything to be fine. Gina says, um and what's life without a little drama really yeah but not good for bojack that's uh because his drama involves uh hurting everyone around him and uh yeah, yeah so sam what did yeah what did, what's what's your what's your big highlights from this musical number musical number hmm okay so i don't really remember much of the actual song it's called besides... don't don't stop dancing until the curtains fall yeah the... i know and it's like going through Bojack's life and mm. being like, oh, in French, mon frere. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I noticed that in the beginning when like all these important people in Bojack's life are being played by actors and actresses, mm. the only one that remotely looked like the person it was supposed to be was Herbs. Herbs. Okay. Anyway, yeah. um, I don't know. I really did enjoy it. Um, I I know I just watched it like 20 minutes ago, well, more than 20 minutes ago, but I don't remember anything from it. But I remember it like hitting for me. But when I first watched it, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird and like out of place, and like it's just a drug fueled fantasy number, pick elephants, whatever. It was nice. Yeah, I mean it's very surreal, so it's hard to pinpoint specifics. There's the big uh, Bojack uh, like uh, letters that uh, Gina's dancing on top of. Um, there's a, a parallel to the end of season three with the Sarah Lynn stuff and the the yeah, with the the background. Um, there's uh, his mom in the, in the coffin. Oh yeah, there's she a, dies. Yeah, there's all that all that kind of stuff. Uh, April, what do what do you think of the musical number? I think it's kind of like a it. An interesting way to sort of break the, I guess the, uh, whatever, to drop the curtain between like his like hallucinating and like snapping him back into reality. I thought it played into like the rest of the episode very well, especially because like they had talked about with the first season of Filbert, you know, like Gina having like a, a song or whatever. And then like here we are in the second season and she's a big star and they're like, of course she has to have, like, the musical number. And then it just, like, like sort of, like, it's like the reality and the, like, illusion are, like, dancing in, this, in the mix until, again, you know, it breaks and everything is downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, Andy, what's your take here? I think this is the most successful drug sequence of the entire show. I really? Think- I, no, no, no. Let me, let me, let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. So the other prominent one is uh, the episode one's uh, epi- season one's episode eleven. Yeah, right? downer, yeah. downer yeah. ending yeah. is my favorite episode of BoJack. I, I, I think I'm not saying this is a better episode. I think this is a better representation of 
of BoJack being on drugs for the viewer because I really like instead of just like jumping around like we did in Downer Ending, like we just kind of like jumped ahead in time, like we lost time. This actually feels like BoJack is high and in another world right now. He is completely not in control of what he's doing. And I really like that about this dance sequence. I really like this about the entire episode. And specifically in this dance sequence, we really get this idea that BoJack is doing things and he's in control of his body, but he doesn't know the context of what he's doing. And I really enjoy that facet of what's going on. It's really powerful. And though downrounding is really good, I just think the way they portrayed the drug use here is I, I just I like the the way they did it here much better. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of parallels to downrending, I think, with this episode. Um, the kind of surreal sequence into deeply uh, into deep stuff. Um, I guess that's a lot of the show. But um, yeah, I think I think this is just uh, really successful. And uh, I love how it the ending uh, like this, the smack in the screen and then how it leads right into this, this next this next sequence of uh, these two intertwining scenes of Gina confronting Bojack both in Filbert and then in real life she finds the pills and the show she finds out that Filbert was the murderer and Fritz never <laughs> existed was the big twist of yeah. What? Was this was this in episode one or were this like is they reveal this like right away in season two? I thought two this was the season finale. Yeah, I don't. It's not clear how much they filmed, right? Because it's yeah, uh, yeah. The passage of time is uh, very very surreal in the episode, but yeah, I don't know. These I think these are good twists for for Philbert. Yeah. <laughs> Considering Diane had to like per- tell him to make Philbert to Fritz a ghost in season one, uh, I think Flip has a better handle on things here. <laughs> I feel like I would love these these twists, but yeah, it's not even it's not even like important. Yeah, it's it's and they're just frames within this uh, this sequence of the intertwining scenes here and. Um, uh, the note uh, turns out to be marketing for the show, um, but then in the show, Philbert sent the note as that further um, like uh, helps with BoJack not not understanding what's real, um, as uh, the the tie in is is right from the show, and um, Bo and they both uh, and then in both uh, BoJack lashes out back out at Gina, and then Justin in the show scene he's uh, he's strangling her, um, yeah, and I guess it's like not. Yeah, no, no, I, I love, I love the way, like that, on first watch, it like stands out how this is like just this, this huge shocking moment, but I, it's, it's, it's like not even clear because they're cutting back and forth. And like, uh, I love how it leads into this basically. Um, in that like you're getting a sense in Bojack's head of how, how we're getting to this point of, uh, everything so similar and paralleling each other. And it's just very much from, from Bojack's perspective of, of losing touch. Um, and yeah, it's just like a brutal sequence. Uh, with with uh the strangling there and it's there's just like so long before anyone intervenes oh my gosh that was the like worst part for me was that everyone's like yeah he's really going at it like he's doing such a great job and they're like this is a little excessive we should yell cut and then they yell cut and then they're like hey like he hasn't stopped yet and i'm like what are you people doing like go stop him this clearly isn't okay Yeah, it's 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 a rough, but I could also I also think it's like realistic. Like I just think that yeah. uh, Flip says turn on the camera. Oh my god, Flip! Like so. <laughs> that's right, he does say turn on the camera. <laughs> Brutal, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's that's it. And then okay, then we go right into him walking up the staircase that we cut to a few times. And I thought that episode. that was going to show he was going to die. Right, you're like, is this yeah. him dying? But no, it's a staircase up to the balloon, which is. His uh, yes, now we've here. We've ri- arrived back at my former shitty self and uh, destructive Bojack 
high hurts people around him. Bojack is back fully, and the balloon is here, um, and that's the end of the episode. So yeah, I think I just I think the uh, yeah the episode just is so incredible at the end. I think as with a lot of these these elevens, and uh, it really gets there, and I think it's it's really powerful. Yeah. I okay. Let's, so too. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Let's. Uh, I, I, interestingly, outline much shorter for that one than the stop show. I guess the that the uh, show shop, showstopper is very focused on uh, BoJack and everything that's happening there. Stop show. We have a bunch of storylines to cut to, but um, let's let's go high level through uh, kind of everything that's happening. We're we're start off with uh, productions in strangle hiatus, um, as Mr. Butter <laughs> <laughs> says later. <laughs> so inappropriate. <laughs> This episode has so many one-liners like that, and I love them all. That isn't even funny. It is. It's very funny. It's It's really funny. Oh, my God. It's very funny. Wow. Okay, you two. You you just live in that little bubble. Enjoy that moment. There's a a video of uh, of the strangling. Um, uh, uh, Princess Carolyn's dealing with that, and then also Sadie now wants her to have the baby. Uh, to get yeah, and then uh, Mr. Peanut Butter goes talk to. They were cutting very quickly. I think in the beginning between all this stuff, Mr. Peanut Butter goes talk to Diane about uh, them hooking up earlier, and then they again do that. And um, this we get the Diane garbage fire <laughs> uh, speech as April reference. Yeah. Um, and uh, she says she always feels like that. Mr. Peanut Butter currently feels like that because of what what's going on with them. But then Mr. Peanut Butter wants to get back together, and Diane um, does not. Oh. Yeah. And that was not, it wasn't that shocking, honestly, though, like, just because, especially, like, with the the whole lead up of, like, Diane being, like, you know, t- saying, like, how, like, she's a terrible person, and she knows she is, and she feels that way, and she knows what she's doing is wrong, like, I, like, and then when Mr. Peanut is like, oh, it's fine, like, I'll break up with Pickles, and then we can get back together. And she's like, no, that's not what I want. Like, that's not what I'm asking you to do. Like, so I just, I, I also, uh, what is it? I thought it was uh, interesting that like Mr. Peanut Butter, that's what he like went back to. He's like, yeah, we'll get back together. I never stopped loving you. And it's like, uh, yeah, well, we'll get, yeah, we'll get into Mr. Peanut Butter being terrible some more. Um, oh, more gosh, he is. <laughs> uh, Bojack does not, doesn't remember uh, the strangling, and Princess Carol wants him to do this this interview and with B- Biscuits Braxby. Um, and uh, yeah, he sees the video. Uh, Diane is talking with Stefani, um, who wants uh, to, to Diane to be the face of Girl Crush video. Um, it was okay. Stef- Stefani says uh, she's she's holding uh, Diane's holding everyone to an impossible standard, including yourself. Um, very poignant for a speech from Stefani. <laughs> I, I love that that character can just be really smart and deep and go into nonsense. Uh, very. I quickly. thought you were calling her All Stefani for a second. Stefani. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I know too. that's her name. Not Stefani. But like, I was like, very similar. Sh- to Steven Universe Stefani. And uh, then it's like, yeah, those shouldn't uh, sh- we should be more forgiving of ourselves and people around us shouldn't. Uh, so we shouldn't publish so many takedowns. Oh, Diane. I thought that was very funny, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have one of my favorite comedic moments of the season with <laughs> Tracy and Stewart. Uh, <laughs> everyone's favorite characters, Tracy and Stewart. Uh, we revealed that they're long lost twins and they both have half of them and med- half of a medallion. <laughs> And uh, they're they're none none the wiser at the end of the scene. Um, I, I, what did Stuart say? He said like everyone has a medallion like that around yeah. their neck. He was yeah. also a long lost twin, but you don't yeah. see me showing it off to everyone. <laughs> like, yeah, 
<laughs> he's like the two stupidest characters, and uh, it, it, it's wonderful. This culmination. Yeah. This actually feels like a culmination, despite these two characters being nothing. Um, yeah. It, it's just, this is it's also a great parody of these types of twists in shows. Uh, I, I, this is yeah. This is like maybe my top, one of my top three funniest moments of the season, along with the <laughs> the times up later in this episode. The, thir- the third one would be Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Face, by the way, in episode nine. <laughs> with- the drug bus. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, we get this line from Tracy, uh, which I want to, I guess, reference later. Not every woman is supposed to be a mother. Maybe you'd be happier if you freed yourself from that expectation and just lived your life with uh, the and live the life you'd rather clearly be living. You'd clearly rather be living. Yeah, um, that that being juxtaposed with her uh, her adopting the baby at the end, I think is very. We don't get a lot in between that. Uh, I think it's no. very prominent um, that that contrast. I guess we'll get back to that. Um, yeah, so then we have the interview in Gina, uh, br- some brutal stuff from Gina. Gina doesn't want Bojack to tell the truth about it in the interview. She says, and all that goes away if I'm just the girl that got choked by Bojack Horseman. I don't want you to be the most notable thing that ever happened to me. Um, I think, I think this scene is like really fantastic. And those two lines, uh, the, the, uh, the actual manifestation of the consequences on the, 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 the victims that he said probably forgot about it in episode 10 when he's talking with Diane. He's like, uh, I'm the one who's the, been hurt the most by Bojack Horseman. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing here with Gina in the scene that that is absolutely not the case. And, um, yeah, I, I love this. This is like, uh, everything being thrown in, in Bojack's face. Or it's also just like a brutal commentary on societal power dynamics and how this like would realistically play out. I think. I think this so is- too. It's like the most honest moment of this episode is whenever she tells him that, because that's so true. Like if he went out and said like, Oh no, actually I was choking her. Like that would be it. Like that would be the end of her career. Like, she would no longer be, like, Gina the rising star from Filbert. She would be, like, she would be the girl who got choked by BoJack Horseman. Like, all of her, like, fame and everything that she had, like, been working towards would just disappear. Like, that. In an instant. And and it's an, it's also very powerful because she says, like, I don't want you to be the most notable thing that ever happened to me. Because so much, like, with girls is that um, our accomplishments get, like tied into like a male so like i I, uh one of the things that like i personally always get offended by is whenever people like are getting like getting married or they get engaged and they're like oh like i'm so proud of you and it's like for what like because i found love like why are you proud of me because there's now a man who will forever be in my life until we sign divorce papers like what does that even mean? So why do I have to be defined by like my partner? Yeah, I think that, that that's yeah, that's that's great. Um, and yeah, I think I think the whole scene is commenting on stuff like that, right? In like pretty mm-hmm. short amount of time, and it's it's just really, um, I think powerful in that regard. Um, and the inter- the subsequent interview uh, also just so brutal with uh, uh, sometimes uh, you do want to strangle each other, and then she's like. Uh, <laughs> strangling uh for like strangling, strangling him, him. uh, uh that stuff and then uh, are, you, are you guys dating now and forces them to kiss like oh my god um uh, the episode doesn't really focus on it but biscuits in this scene is like really bad <laughs> like she's just horrible mm-hmm. um, like, yeah 
Okay. Cut to a uh, very weird contrast. Cut to our Time's Up sequence with uh, Henry Fondle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it goes right into it. Yeah. So um, we, we talked we, we talked a lot in our recap podcast. I don't think feelings mostly would have changed. I think this is surface level enough that we could have already – we could have gotten into the deep analysis right away with um, – you know, Sam's more um, th- thinks the show is maybe minimizing what's going on. I- I'm I'm more uh, into the surrealist uh, type humor here, um, but uh, definitely acknowledging the that both both factors into the scene. I, mean, I guess we can get into the specifics since the recap here, and uh, we get this in- insufficient uh, power <laughs> line with uh, <laughs> with the, the the woman going into him. Uh, it's it's he says all these lines, and she's like, oh, what? and then uh, the. The uh, he, he, uh, Henry Fondle is running out of uh, power, and uh, it's uh, that's what's uh, that's what gets her uh, to go to the reporter. And then we have these uh, commentaries in the news. Um, at the time, I just thought it was typical corporate banter, but now I'm like, uh, which uh, I, I think there's I think there's like all these great lines uh, that are generally um, general satire of. Uh, of like sexual harassment in the Times Up movement, and um, but now I'm worried the pendulum's going to swing too far in the other extreme, where they're going to be held accountable for that behavior, and that's not ideal either. Says the guy that's being interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what times are right now is just going back to being just a time site. This is a great day for women of this company, many of whom will be laid off. Um, and then after the uh, the executive coming up to give uh, wants Henry to fondle work at the, to work at their giant corporation too, um, well, yeah, a lot of like really uh, on the nose satire, but um, it didn't it didn't like play as well on third viewing. I feel like of this episode, but just the this this stupid sex robot being their general commentary on times up, I think is just so brilliant, and it's just like this huge comedic culmination of what feels like uh, a lot in the show. Re- uh, really, Henry Fondle's only introduced in episode nine, um, so it's only been four episodes here, but uh, it's he's. Uh, I don't know. I, I love Henry Fondle. Um, I think this is one of the best gags the show has ever done. I, I've, I've made the on our Discord. I made this hot take. Henry Fondle better than Vincent Adultman. Wow. Uh, I disagree. In terms of stupid gag side character, I, I like there's a similar role. Uh, everything every every time Henry Fondle says a stupid sex phrase with Todd's voice, I just died. Like uh, this is I I, I, lo- I love this robot. I can't believe he was put down by Todd at the end <laughs> of Mice and Men style. I could not. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be mourning Henry Fondle. They're very close to Vincent Adultman and Henry Fondle. I don't know. They're really close. I can't be friends with Dylan anymore. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I appreciate the comedic sex robot, Sam. Jeez. Do, we, do you not like him at all, Sam? No. Well, I like. He's him incredible. He's not, not funny. So well, he's not trying to be funny. He's trying to be sexy. That's true. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> both. He definitely is not sexy, that's for sure, but... Yeah. Okay. We don't get too much in Henry Fondle, but yeah, there's all these amazing one-liners. So. Oh my god. Okay. Um. The uh. The show is canceled uh, because of uh, Henry Fondle and the network folding. We get this moment from Flip. Uh, Unless I was Princess Caroline the whole time. I oh, like fish. That was funny. I like Rami Malek doing that. That was good. Yeah. Oh fish. Yeah, there's a very that, in an episode of kind of random stuff. This felt the the most random and weird. I feel like that line from him puts on the makeup or the lipstick. Yeah, it's oh, uh, yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> but, I forgot that he did that. Yeah, I forgot too. I feel like that's even more random than the the Stewart and Tracy stuff. But 
I, I like it as a send off to Flip. Probably. I don't think we'll be seeing Flip again next season. Probably not. We should. He was great. He was great. Though. Maybe like a, a one off, like random episode. He just makes a cameo. Yeah, he could come back. Um, uh, the the director came back in uh, in like uh, well, a few episodes. Um, the even the director. She has a name, Dylan. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm blanking yeah. on her name. That's why. So that's why I said anything. Kelsey, so did Anna yeah. this season. Kelsey, Anna, that's true. Anna came back after this. Yeah. Kelsey, uh, much better than the Flip, but uh, Flip's still good, too. Um, and uh, kind of, I think these are good comparisons between the side characters of the show. He Flip's the Kelsey of the season, right? The most prominent uh, uh, new side character. And then uh, Henry Fondel is the Clown Dennis slash Vincent Adelman. I don't know if Vincent Adelman isn't a Todd invention, but similar role on the show Vincent Adultman is beautiful and pure and don't compare him to any of Todd's dumb shit oh don't compare <laughs> these three children to a sex robot that's weird yes! that's weird, yes! that's yes! weird. Yes! oh okay I can see how that would be weird um, I feel like that's inappropriate it does seem three inappropriate children? Vincent Adultman is an adult oh yeah it's about? not three oh, kids yeah, yeah that's right um, oh and I love in the scene of the of Mice and Men scene when Todd is uh, is putting him down where you see uh, the, the Fenry Fondle the only time he ever repeats line he says i love it when you call me father which we got in his first episode uh, <laughs> in a different context here it's so wonderful you okay. know that he's a speaking spell right he can what he's speak a speaking spell. spell what's that you don't know what a speaking i don't either what's a speaking basic... spell? Oh, god damn it, i have to fucking look this up for you a speaking spell is a toy remember toy story there was a speaking spell in that that is also oh the... yeah 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 it was to help kids learn how to like spell. Yeah, so and... you're saying he's a phrase box and he's going to repeat the same phrases. Todd, yes. uh, credit to Todd who installed like hundreds of phrases in Henry Fondle because he had, except for that one, he did not repeat any of them. So there must have been a lot, a lot in his uh, programming there. I'm impressed. Todd, Todd did a lot of research. As Todd said, it's impressive that is the first time he made a robot and he did this. <laughs> It was good. Okay. Um, Bojack, uh, sudden with the meat of the episode here at the end, Bojack goes to Diane and um, they have they have a whole conversation here where he says, can I still be a better person? And Diane does think so and says that there's, uh, she's, she gets in their speech about there's no good guys or bad guys, just do good and bad things. And we need to hold ourselves accountable. No one's going to do that. Those are my highlights of that speech. Um and then uh, I get—I guess we can get to the other stuff later because at the end, Bojack to, uh, Diane takes Bojack to rehab, um, and uh, she, the highlights of this speech then outside of the rehab place. Uh, so they're not—they're not, not going to suddenly make you not an asshole. Um, and she says you can do things the way you've been doing them your entire life um, and have not been successful, or you can see what these guys have to offer. And uh, Diane gets into this like speech about her friend in school and how uh, she's here for Bojack because he's her best friend and uh, he needs her. Even though he was an asshole to her. Yeah. Sam, what are your feelings about uh, the Diane and Bojack friendship at the end of this episode? Uh, you know, there's just so much happening. And Diane at least has enough savvy to realize that the relationship is very toxic and isn't good. And it isn't something that I, I, either of them should really be in. But, you know, they're best friends and they love each other. And it's it makes me sad when that sort of shit happens because... It's like, okay, you meet people throughout your life and you spend a lot of time with those people and you get really close to them, but then you're not close with them anymore and shit happens. But they're still like that really important part of a specific time in your life. And I think that's what is happening with Diane and Bojack right now. It's like... 
Diane is the reason why Bojack is going to rehab, and that's going to be on Bojack's life forever. She's going to always be associated with that no matter what. No matter, you know, if they don't talk anymore, no matter if they stay best friends, no matter if their relationship escalates. And I don't know, it just, it, it touches me in a deep way that I feel at the bottom of, of my heart. But it also makes me very sad that the nature of human relationships or human and horse relationships changes and evolves or adapts to different situations. Wow, that is deep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it? I, I always don't think what I say is smart. No, it's deep. I think there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of emotions with Diane and Bojack at the end. I feel like this is like the the most we've gotten the impression that they're still like close and like bad guy and calls him her best friend. Like, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of almost even kind of surprising that they're, that they're, they're this close at even at this point. Even despite everything. Yeah. It, and, it's also, I was going to say, it's really interesting. Like that's a, like that's a lot of, I guess, responsibility to sort of take upon yourself to take a friend to like rehab because like there's always the risk of serious fallout because like, what if, you know, Bojack does go to rehab or I mean, he's obviously at rehab, but like he comes out of it and he isn't better. Like then that becomes like sometimes it and often it becomes like, well, that's Diane's fault. Like she took me to this place and it didn't help me. Like she didn't help me get better. Like if anything, you know, sometimes people like whenever they go through that, like they come out of rehab and it's like they're worse off. And so that's it's a very like serious risk of Diane to do that, especially considering like the fact that she calls Bojack her best friend. And it's um, it almost felt like out of place considering like all season, it seems like they they haven't been friends at all. Like she only took up the job to try and make see like that it's not okay to be an asshole, but then she ended up making him more relatable. And then the entire, the entire time, like she was giving him trouble about, um, I mean, I guess it came from a good place cause she wanted to know what was going on with him, but at this, they didn't talk about anything. So I don't know, just, it's very, str- it's a very strange, like relationship, especially for one to be considered like your best. Yeah. It's especially given this whole, sequence uh this whole plot of diane and the tape this this arc this season um, yeah she's just so mad at him the whole season and then is like here for him at the end it's very striking um okay i have uh here's my hot take sam um <gasps> what's your hot take i, 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 I want to <laughs> see how you react to this i love diane in this episode and i not only to the extent where i think this is the best diane episode of the series um is that a hot mm. take i, I, I don't, don't even that's that, that's not that hot. I mean, like, I think I think the Diane character work here is better than episode two. Like, that's I guess that's and there's not a lot oh, of Diane episodes, easily. right? Um, but I, here's everything. It, it really like hits for me where Diane's character is at. This is a character I've had a lot of trouble, like, kind of understanding like what her arc is and role in the show. She's a little sidelined a lot of the time, and uh, these speeches she gives Bojack at the end, um, especially when she talks about there's no good guys, there's no bad guys, um. And, uh, just her stuff about, uh, holding everyone to an impossible standard earlier in the episode with Stefani. There's like a lot of, uh, Diane character moments here. And I feel like I have a sense of, uh, where she's at now in this season, which is that she's, uh, 
she's she's kind of like trying to like find where she is in life right now and uh she just has this like worldview where um even this like bojack this terrible person next to her it's not this terrible person there's no good people no bad people everyone's just kind of making these like self-destructive choices including herself and we don't know if we're right and living life the right way and she's just uh dealing with that knowledge and perspective that she has given what she's gone through and just trying to figure out what the right way for her is to to live life that's my mm-hmm. read on diane's arc going and then and i like the season doesn't help you the, the season doesn't help you out with diane driving off here there's no overt thematic commentary that it's making um so you have to have this kind of sense when we get the sequence of her driving through the tunnel at the end of like uh what what is going on for her and i do think it's like uh this is maybe diane turning over a new leaf in her life and like finding like uh her place to a certain extent um i you know i think she's just a little bit aimless this season for, for definitely for sure you know she's fly randomly flying to vietnam she's like uh working on the show and then not and she's in this like shitty apartment and uh yeah i, I think i think that sequence of her driving off does work a lot better if some of this thematic stuff hits it hits home as it did for me on most recent watch this episode um, th- what do you think? What do you think, Sam, of that interpretation of Diane Stark this season? I think that's a good take, Dylan. Good job for you. Oh, thank you. I, I I agree with it. I definitely agree that this is sort of Diane wandering aimlessly, trying to figure out everything in life, and that's just how life is sometimes for everybody all the time. Yeah, and and I think it goes further than this. I think that Diane is representative of everyone's themes in this finale here. Uh, this is what I said with every, we're all just uh, making self-destructive choices and we don't know if they're right. Um, I think this applies to every single character here. So let's go through with uh, with Princess Caroline. Uh, she ends up uh, having the baby, uh, takes the baby, uh, un- untitled Princess Caroline project. Um, <laughs> it's her new porcupine baby. Smash cut to earlier of uh, uh, of uh, already already forget her name because she's so inconsequential. But uh, saying that uh, maybe not every woman is supposed to be a mother, Tracy. Wow, um, you don't remember what's her face? I know what's her face, Tracy. Um, <laughs> she was that, your favorite. I know yeah. she's my favorite. Yeah, no, Stefani's my favorite. Tracy is <laughs> second second favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, not right. So it's like not is this even right for you? And then she's she's having the baby like. Is this is this right for Princess Carolyn? We're not given answers. It, we're given very little, and I think that's that ties into you know, is this the right thing for us? Is this the right thing to do? We don't know. And kind of the Mister Peanut Butter, um, he's he's cheating on pickles. Um, he can't deal with that. He can't deal with telling her. So instead, he proposes to her. Um, is you know, is this uh. a self destructive choice? Is this the right? Is this the right thing for him to be doing? I mean, we think no, but like it's just. Is is it right for Bojack to be going to rehab? We're all just doing these 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 things, these self sabotaging things, and you know we're just having to like uh, we're wandering um, aimless blindly through life, really, uh, just ch- kind of trying to figure out uh, what what may or may not be right for us. Damn. And I think that's where every single character is in this finale. Deep. Yeah, I- and I think that was really successful for me. The show portraying it uh, all, all at the end with all these plot lines intersecting. I think it would have been slightly better if like after diane had given that speech is if she had because the the thing that gets me is like she talks about like accountability and making good or bad choices but it's funny because she seems to be trying to hold like everyone else accountable except herself and so 
I think it that speech would have hit a lot harder for me is if she afterwards she had driven and gone to see like Pickles and told Pickles like what was going on between her and Mr. Peanut Butter because there's like a big you know thing where she's like she's pressuring Mr. Peanut Butter she's like you have to tell Pickles you have to tell Pickles and it's like you're just as much in the wrong as he is in this situation why don't you go tell Pickles because it you know it's obviously like a super shitty thing for both of them to be doing but like it's not just Mr. Peanut Butter who's doing the bad thing you're also doing it too Diane and I think that would have like her her speech just would have hit so much harder for me if that's where she had driven off to was to go see Pickles and to go or at least, you know, like to- something, anything, but she doesn't really do that. And so I can't find that closure with her in this season. So maybe if like they start off the next season with her, like admitting it, especially after she finds out that they're engaged now. Um, but I just, I, I kind of like lost a lot of respect for, for Diane, whatever, because the, she gives like, she's trying to get Mr. Peanut Butter to do the right thing. And it's like, you do the right thing too. Like, yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Personally, yeah. don't. Def- personally, I definitely don't agree. It's as much Diane's uh, fault as Mr. Peanut Butter's. I think it's way more Mr. Peanut Butter's fault. Um, but I think old Diane might have done that. I think old Diane might have have gone to Pickles and and told told her what's up. But I think I, I, when you talked about that, I thought of the steam with Stefani or Stefani earlier in the episode with um, Stefani tells her we should be more forgiving of ourselves and people around us. Um, Diane just wants to hold everyone accountable and to a higher standard. Um, but then at the end of the episode, this is kind of like jaded, cynical Diane who says, um, you know, just it's not no bad people. Everyone does shitty things. Um, so I think she'd be like, okay, you know, if they're happy, they, they live their life. Like, I don't think, I don't think Diane feels that's her, her responsibility here, given, given what she was saying at the end. Um, which I think is an interesting place for, for her to be at. I don't know if I'm interpreting that correctly, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how that plays next season because Pickle's still <laughs> seemingly a factor here heading into, to our, our season six. Um, yeah, let's talk about Mr. Peanut Butter with his proposal to, to Pickles. In a, in an episode of, uh, people doing questionable things, uh, I feel like this is the shit stands out as yes. the shittiest thing. Bojack at least trying to get help, even though he did the shittiest thing of the season with the strangling. Uh, Mr. Peanut Butter, uh, seemingly is not going to be held accountable. He is the manifestation of Diane saying no one's going to hold, uh, the, hold people killed, but anyone accountable. Um, yeah, I'm just very, very, uh, was very angry at Mr. Peanut Butter after. Me after this too. Um, it's, yeah, just the season really leans into him being shitty in a way that we've never done with the show before. Uh, it's very striking. It, I, I think this is the best example of the show comparing and contrasting Mr. Peanut Butter and, and Bojack because the show, like, it kind of makes a joke out of it all the time, but this is the first time we've really seen Bojack taking responsibility for something he's done, and Mr. Peanut Butter just absolutely not. And they're not the same situation, but they both they're 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 similar strokes here. Mr. Peanut Butter did something bad. Bojack did something much worse, but he did something bad too. And they're reacting in very different ways. And it's very interesting seeing that. And it, despite hating Mr. Peanut Butter in this moment, I'm excited to see how we're going to per- be portraying him in the next season. I'm actually really excited to see that. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I had I had commentary about uh, this BoJack Mr. Peanut Butter Barrel. I agree that this, the show has done it um, generally, but I think specifically this season, it's been really interesting seeing Mr. Peanut Butter in the BoJackian type role of uh, just being shitty to to people around him. Um, and uh, we see earlier in the season, um, again referencing this episode, one speech by Princess Carolyn tells BoJack be the guy that everyone likes on set, um, and then just be the shitty person when you're acting. And he's it's it's like he's trying to be Mr. Peanut Butter. We see that when they're like competing for like uh, the cruise affections or something unintentionally of course for mr peanut butter um so it feels like mr peanut butter is the guy that princess carolyn is telling bojack to be i feel like that is the guy bojack does want to be the guy that uh is, is nice to everyone and doesn't do these shitty things and yet mr peanut butter also is doing the shitty things he is this really generally likable person but that doesn't prevent him from also being a horrible human being and uh, just this, taking this really selfish and horrible action of proposing the pickles. Um, so really, uh, this person I think Bojack was trying to be is not even all that better. I think yeah. it's it's funny, too, because um, there's like that whole episode where the B-plot is uh mr peanut butter trying to prove that he's a terrible like he he can be a bad boy you know like he's he's not all just good and like because he's trying to get the role for um fritz or whatever and so it's just funny because it's like oh but you're you're still a, a bad person just in a different way mr peanut butter which we like then discover later on but it's kind of funny that like there's literally a whole b plot about him trying to be a bad person and it's like all. This entire time, you like reveal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it, I think like this is like a show. The show pulling back the curtain on this character. It's been really restrained. I feel like in not doing this with Mr. Peanut Butter earlier, and then between this episode and Mr. Peanut Butter's booze, uh, it's uh, it's really prominent. Um, I, I think overall, uh, this is the most uh, successful Mr. Peanut Butter season for me. Um, him in the season. Um, yeah. I also think given. You know, the, my view of Diane at the end of the season, I think is the best Diane season probably of the, of the show. Um, it could be, could be the, the best Princess Carolyn season. I don't know. She didn't have a ton to do, but she had that one really incredible episode. Um, and I think like in terms of cohesive season long arc, I think it's the best Bojack season, uh, as the character. Um, Bojack, the character, like, uh, he's, he just has the most defined, complete arc to me, I feel like here. So. I don't know. That's a lot going for it. Um, I definitely think the season's better than season four in retrospect. I think it beats last season and I think it's up there with season three. I'm not sure which is better, but, uh, it definitely could be the best season of the show. So, um, just really happy with it looking back. Um, Sam, yeah, final thoughts on the episodes and your take on the season as a whole. Hold on. I have one thing to say before I get into that. Okay. I just <laughs> noticed the title of. Mr. Peanut Butter's booze. <laughs> we, we, we went into this on that podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. It refers to his, his girlfriends, and that's yeah. and also it's Halloween. It's, yeah. it's one of the better puns the show has made. It's like I, it's I, like, just, I just got it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's that 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 one's a thinker as uh yeah Mr. Peanut Butter. So right, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, thoughts on these two episodes and the season as a whole, right? Yeah. Yes, correct. That said, is the question. Yes. Sorry, I, I forget things. Uh, these two episodes, great, beautiful, wonderful. Love them. Uh, I don't know. I think season five was probably one of the strongest seasons on the whole. Um, whereas I've thought probably in the past, maybe season two or three was, I think season five was much better put together in terms of you know the narrative structure of the whole entire season 
the uh, template that we're going by of, oh, Bojack's shooting a thing. Or in season three case, oh, Bojack's doing promotion. So I, th- I thought it did really well on a narrative sense, and everybody had a really interesting arc. I don't want to say great, but it, everybody's arcs were interesting. And of course, Diane's my girl, and I love her, and I thought she had a great season. And I just wish everything would turn out okay for everybody because I love them and I don't want anybody to be sad anymore. Yeah, that's but next I think, season. Everyone's I think happy ending, right? I think that's why they people make fanfiction. So we all read. Bojack <laughs> fanfiction. Okay. Yeah, um, like that's kind of a weird thing to seek fanfiction out for. And I'm not sure if I want to do that, but I will. You get That's the only place you're getting your happiness. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not in. <laughs> In in the show, uh, as commented on by episode six, yeah, okay. Um, April, final thoughts on that two episodes and the season as all. Um, like I already said, I think these two episodes, just because they play so well into each other, are two of my favorite episodes of this season. Um, I do agree that the season is very strong, and um, there there's better character arcs, especially for some of like our. I, I, I want to, like, say minor characters, but only because, like, Bojack is obviously, like, the main character. And so I think they had better arcs this season um, than they have in any other season. And I agree. Uh, between, like, season three and season five, it's, it's like, it's really a toss-up. Now I'm like, oh, I need to rewatch season three. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think <laughs> season three has like better top tier episodes, but season five is like uh, better as a whole, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, there's a lot of really good episodes in season three, but like season five as a whole makes a whole lot of sense because, and I think that's what makes it such a strong season too, is because like a, a lot of, not a lot, but like there are a few episodes that really like I don't remember of this season, but again, it, it I feel don't think bojack's a really good show to binge and i'm glad that like with my first watch i i don't think i binged it i think i watched it like episode by episode like i'd watch maybe one or two and then like come back to it a few days later and then like upon binging it i was like okay like i think it's better to watch it that way versus like binging it all at once and then like taking your time with each episode because i think i would have missed out on a whole lot more than i did this time even with like the episodes where i'm like oh yeah that happened i forgot like <laughs> so yeah all right cool nice stuff uh andy uh, uh last last takes on these two episodes and the season as a whole i really like this season like you guys were saying i really think that as a whole this season five is better than season three i agree with that i do think season three has better episodes and as a couple better episodes than season five has better episodes but um, season five just is such a great cohesive unit. And looking back, having rewatched the episodes for um, this this whole podcast, these podcasts, I really looking back as, as a unit, it really feels like they walked into a room and said, let's write a season just about responsibility. Let's see when the, each of the characters in this season really are tied by that theme the entire time and they stick with it the responsibility we have towards our loved ones the responsibility we have towards our friends the responsibility we have towards our the people around us and to ourselves. and it's just everybody in the show is dealing with a different facet of that at different times sometimes those things cross over where um mr peanut butter is dealing with the responsibility he has towards his past loved ones and diane is dealing with 
responsibility chest towards Mr. Peanut Butter, like those kind of crossover at times. But other times we're dealing with like completely unique things. And like, like Princess Carolyn's dealing with the responsibility of having a kid while juggling a career. And it's just these themes really run, like just mesh together really well. And they just really stuck with just that. They didn't, there, there were a couple little side things going on like with Todd, but they really wanted to just stick with that one idea. And it just pays off so well because the whole season just, it, it just, it just works so well. It just does. I don't know what else to say besides that. I really like the season. It's really good. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Todd in the evaluations of all the characters. <laughs> yeah. As, as, is, as is one to do. I think it could be the best Todd season as well because I think, I think the, it is the 100%. best Todd season. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, so the, the asexual stuff at the beginning of the season. And then I think Henry Fondle is one of Todd's most successful zany plot lines. So I think altogether. Actually, yeah. I, I think now that I've said that, I think Todd does have a moment like that at the beginning where he, 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 shows responsibility towards his loved ones by saying like yeah we don't actually love each other to um yolanda like that's actually that that's going into the themes of this season i think it's really great but then he goes going back to being absurd again immediately after that like a lot stronger this season than he was like last season i think what is it like the whole um henry fondle thing is just great for him (laughs) Well, yeah, the lack of clown dentists, even though we reference clown dentists. In the <laughs> That's okay. great. All right. Okay. So between Henry Fondo and clown dentists. You'll I take will, Henry Fondo, right? I yeah. will take Henry Fondo <laughs> and the clown dentist. That's not a high bar, um, though. Oh, God. Because Henry Fondo doesn't turn into a zombie. <laughs> oh, fuck. Is Whoa, Henry what if we Fondle... get zombie Henry Fondo next season? Ah! How could not get Yolanda's parents interacting with Henry Fondo at all? Just... <laughs> I know. Well, th- th- those are two like absurdist uh, concepts born out of this par- this uh, parody commentary on like asexual uh, versus like sex yeah. and like yeah, um, yeah. I j- j- by the way, just the show um, going there in terms of having like uh, commentary and like fu- hu- like absurdist humorous moments in reference to Todd being asexual, I think is uh, just really progressive on its own right. Even if it like seems diminishing or zany or stuff, like I think it's like really progressive that it's a huge part of the show. And like, we're making like jokes about it. Like we do everything else with Bojack Horseman. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's another really strong part of the season that shouldn't be Dude, minimized as well. I think that Henry Fondle might be Todd's best plot. I, uh, we should, we, we should, uh, that, no, no, or not plot. Like, Hall- like zany, uh, thing. Yeah. I think it's that, I think it's, I think it's that or Halloween store, uh, I'm going back and I'm thinking about, well, the improv stuff was just terrible. Uh, this, not Disneyland, that's fancy. Um, Disneyland was awful. Everything yeah. Todd has done has been awful, but this. Yeah, Todd's had a lot of stupid but, plot lines. And but this Andrew is, Garfield yeah. walking into the Halloween store is the yeah, best Todd's still ever done. Andrew the, Garfield walking in is maybe still the funniest the moment ho- of the show. The Halloween store thing, didn't that like go on for like two seasons almost? It went into season two, I think. Yes, yes which is great. Because <laughs> Sarah Lynn was dating Andrew Garfield and it had to pay and off. And then he gets trapped in a... <laughs> Yeah, that's I need to I need to rewatch earlier seasons just for that. Um, oh. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, great stuff on uh, these these episodes and the season. Thanks everyone for listening to our coverage of the season five of BoJack. Thanks to uh, everyone being on it. Alex for hosting a few podcasts as well. And uh, I think uh, great great to have coverage of this remarkable season. Um, and uh, subscribe if you want to i guess probably next thing in your bojack feed would be the uh, our year-end awards uh when we get to that i'm certainly bojack will be in consideration um spoilers i mean we haven't voted you know (laughs) so don't know if it's Uh, it's only october fam 
that's look at this. Really, we gotta start yeah. thinking about it now. Long. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. You don't anyway, release your end of the year like lists in October, no. bro. Well, I, I'll just say, I think, I think for me, best show of the year is between uh, BoJack and Steven Universe, and I think it's kind of a toss up in my mind right now. Both of an incredibly strong seasons. Two of the best what shows is on Steven TV. Universe, even anymore. Yeah, we will even see an episode. In who is that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Who, who is she? Steven um, Universe. What? Yeah. And they still haven't aired that one episode on TV yet. <laughs> on TV, they, yeah, Steven Universe has an episode. That aired right. online and not on TV. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you should. BoJack fans should watch episode. Steven Universe. If if you're someone who was wa- who watches BoJack and Rick and Morty, I would also recommend watching Steven Universe in order to complete the three best animated shows on TV, like the top tier of, of shows. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, we cover other stuff like Steven Universe. Find all that at overlyanimated.com. Subscribe to our main iTunes feed or our YouTube youtubecom slash animated to not miss any of our podcasts. Um, if you listen to our season, uh, long coverage of BoJack, maybe consider supporting us on Patreon. I think you'd be a good candidate to be a patron and interact with us on Discord. You get a Patreon rank on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord, or you, and you get a patron nickname and other rewards. Find all that at, uh, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, our, especially our patron of the podcast, Michael, aka Mickey. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Um, yep, uh, other podcasts on other non-Bojack things coming out, uh, so find all that at overlandminute.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye! 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 Bye!